Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out on Driving Your Dollars, the discussion will focus on the key performance indicators within the trucking business operations for owner-operators, independent contractors, and small fleet owners. Colton Lawrence, the trucker CFO, will address some of the key points related to working in the spot market versus securing a contracted rate. You'll also hear Colton talk about the importance of tender rate rejection. And during this podcast, you'll also hear some discussion on fuel pricing. As always, Colton will be talking with Michael Burns, who is the co-founder and general manager of Radio Nemo of North America. Michael, who is the host of Driving Your Dollars, also serves as the chief financial officer for Radio Nemo. Before we take you to our conversation with Michael and Colton, we have a couple of important reminders to pass along. First of all, Driving Your Dollars is broadcast each Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time on the Dave Nemo Show and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Also, we'd like to remind you that the Dave Nemo Show can be heard on the same Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time each weekday morning. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. Now let's take you to our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Good morning, Colton. Good to have you with us. And as always, I want to start off this program, as we always do, by putting your contact information out there so folks can get hold of you. I want to also remind all of our listeners that I know about 95% of you have got your hands full at the moment. And when we put out the website address and we put out the phone number, sometimes you don't have an opportunity to write it down. You can always, if you're listening on the app, you can rewind it back to the beginning of this section and we will, of course, at that time, repeat that. Or you can go to the RadioNemo.com website and get that information as well. Good morning, Colton. Hey, good morning, Michael. Yeah, thanks for letting me do that. Mm-hmm. They can check us out at Trucker CFO. That stands for Chief Financial Officer. So TruckerCFO.com. And they can also give us a call at 888-235-4772. We've had a lot of folks doing that, and we've been able to help them out with their questions, with their tax preparation, accounting, all the things that we do. It's been a real joy to be on here talking with you. Same here. And let's also put a precautionary note out here because this time of year gets very, very busy for you. I can talk to my accountant just about any time I want to until about February 15th, and then it gets kind of sticky and we start leaving each other messages. But about how long right now is always the answer to this question, but how much longer do folks have to get their stuff together? And that's a big thing. If you're out there on the road and you're doing your job and you're making a living, sometimes it's hard to sit back and put the documents together. But what's the closing date for Trucker CFO for getting this stuff to you? So we generally tell people we want to see them have their information for their personal returns, which would include Schedule C filers for their business side of things. But we'd like to see their stuff in by the 1st of March in order for us to guarantee that we're going to get it filed, assuming we have everything in time for the deadline. If we have all of their information and we're not able to get it filed, then we take the extension on ourselves. But if they can't get it in before that date, then there are fees that could apply to that extension. So time's running short. we got another week or so until that deadline. But by all means, don't let that deadline discourage you from calling. The most important thing is that you get on it, get things done, get your information into us so we can start getting things prepped for you. Right now. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I want to talk about 
We're going to get off taxes a little bit, but it's all still relevant to the subject matter and talk about KPIs. This industry, as you know, is rife with acronyms. We love them here. We have so much fun throwing acronyms out, and it's like our own secret language and so forth. But let's talk about KPIs and start by just asking you out front, define what a KPI is. Yeah, so KPI stands for Key Performance Indicator. So that's an acronym that is used widely in business. All businesses have certain numbers, metrics that they're looking at to help measure where they're at. A very common KPI would be just your financial statements, your income statement, your net income is a KPI. It's Mm -hmm. kind of the bottom line KPI, but it is a KPI. So what we're going to talk about today, and actually it's going to be a recurring theme that we bring on to the Driving Your Dollar segments, is KPIs within the transportation industry, specifically kind of around the economics of transportation. So we're looking at the spot market rates. We're going to look at contract rates, diesel prices, the tender rejection rates. We're going to look at load volumes and capacity. Those are some of the KPIs that I think are important for folks to understand. A lot of times I'll be listening to the radio, folks will come on and talk about the spot market, where rates are at. There hasn't ever really been somebody that has explained the why. Why are those KPIs? is important. What are they telling us? It's easy to say spot rates are down. Well, why are they down? What are the things going on in the market that are causing those rates to be down? We're going to start today's show just talking high level about some of those KPIs. Some of the information that as you hear others or looking at other information online, maybe give people a better understanding of what it is that they are reading or seeing in a chart. Okay, let's start with one that people get confused all the time. And of course, these are things that you have to refresh the information on, preferably daily if you can, but spot market rate versus contract rate. Yeah, so spot markets, really those are the rates that a lot of our owner-operator clients are going to get for a load. And those spot market rates, they're changing daily. They're changing daily because of all of these different factors within the market that are impacting the spot market rate. But most of our owner-operator clients, they are going to be getting those loads based off of the spot spot market rate versus contract rate, especially your larger motor carriers, they'll go out, they'll find a shipper and they will contract for an extended period of time at a given rate for the freight that they're going to be hauling. So as an example, just throughout Walmart, you can have a motor carrier that contracts with Walmart and that's going to go for perhaps six months or 12 months. They're going to have that rate for that period of time, whereas the spot market rate is changing every single day. And so you might haul a load from say LA to Laredo at one rate today and tomorrow it's going to be the next rate. Whereas if it's contract freight, you're going to get that same rate for a period of time, three months, six months, whatever the case may be. Right. And of course, figuring into both of those is when you get paid as well. Yeah, exactly. So the contract rates, usually there's going to be uh, certain terms. Those terms could be anywhere from 30 to 60 days, perhaps longer. The spot market freights, generally what we see with clients is they're going to be factoring those loads, meaning you're going to sell the receivable to somebody that's going to pay you up front so that you've got the cash, but there's going to be a cost to that so that you can get that money more quickly into your pocket as an owner operator. So there are differences that way. You bet. And of course, another KPI that people do think of right off the bat is diesel fuel prices. 
Yeah. And when it comes to diesel prices, it's important that you factor into that so that you're getting a real view of what the diesel prices are. Right now, as of this month, we're actually at a 52-week low for diesel prices. That may or may not have an impact on the drivers that are out there listening right now. If you're a driver whose fuel is being covered in large part by fuel surcharge, you may not be feeling the impact of that because the fuel surcharge follows generally in line with the fuel price. So the fuel surcharge, it might be a week to two weeks behind the changes in that fuel rate, but those changes may not impact you as much. Whereas if you're not getting fuel surcharge or not getting on as good of a fuel surcharge plan, these changes in diesel prices up or down are going to have a larger impact on you. You bet. And most of our drivers have a comparator website where they can go in and look up the fuel prices every day and keep on track of them, especially depending on where they're leaving from and where they're delivering. But any recommendations on that? We do have some recommendations that we give specifically on fuel cards and some fuel discount programs. So rather than the websites themselves, Mm -hmm. what I would say is if they're not on a fuel discount program as an owner operator, that is definitely something that they'll want to check into. We've got some great relationships. It's not a referral based program where it's lying in my pocket in any way. Mm -hmm. These are programs that we've seen a lot of drivers use and it's saving them a ton of money. So if you are on a fuel surcharge, but you're just looking for a better way to get more of that fuel surcharge into your pocket, it's good to get on a fuel discount program. And like I say, we've got some great recommendations there on a fuel discount program that they can look into and perhaps join. Right. And as we say, for just about every subject these days, there's an app for that. (laughs) There is an app for everything. Yeah. A lot of motor carriers have their own apps. There are apps out there I think one of the most widely downloaded apps in the transportation industry is going to have information on fuel. Don't want to name drop too much, but I think most of our listeners out there are probably aware of them. If they're not, like I say, give us a call. We're happy to talk to them about that, consult on some of these types of things, whether it be an app for fuel or a fuel discount program or other information. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about my least favorite three words in the English language, tender rejection rate. So this is one I found a lot of folks don't understand. The tender rejection, you actually, as an owner operator, you want to see the tender rejections high or moving up because what that means is there are enough options out there on the load boards or from your brokers, whatever the case may be. There are enough options out there that you are able to turn a load down in preference to a better paying load. So the more loads that are turned down, it's saying, hey, there's a lot of volume out there a lot of load volume at better prices, so more loads are rejected. To give you an idea, right now, tender rejections are down at about three to 4% of all loads are rejected. Compare and contrast that to where tender rejections were at at the peak of where we saw the spot market about a year ago, those tender rejection rates were as high as 27%. So what it tells us right now, part of the reason why rates are so low is because there just are not enough well-paying loads. So folks are just taking more or less what they can get. Really what it says is the brokers, they have the upper hand on these loads and they don't have to do much in the way of changing rates on them because they know more or less that you're going to take the loads at the prices they are at right now. The nice thing is we've seen the tender rejections trend up a little bit here of late. Might be a good sign, but definitely nowhere near the rates they were back when we saw the really good spot market rates. Right. Now, back when I was a driver myself, I used to 
arrange my index of tender rejection rates by industry so that I knew where to go seek the load I was looking for and would just kind of keep track of it. you have any other hints about how to keep track of those and utilize those best? Yeah, there are some really good resources to follow these KPIs. You can go out and take a look at those websites. Again, if you want to know some leads on those websites or that information, give us a call. But they do a good job of splitting it up into the different types of freight like you're talking about. They also do a good job of splitting it up by length of load. So you might see tender rejections by long haul. You might see them by a short haul. There's basically a range of lengths of haul that you'll see with these tender rejections. They'll do it by flatbed, dry van, reefers. There's all these different types of data. And that's where it can get a little bit overwhelming and why I definitely wanted to start today, at least kind of at a high level, like, hey, here are the things you need to look at. And as you get comfortable with these different types of information, then you can start to digest it. It can get hard when you just go to a website and all you see is a graph and a number. Well, what does that all mean? So hopefully folks, as they start to understand this information a little bit better, then yes, you definitely want to drill in onto the type of freights, the length of freights, and start choosing your loads based on where you are going to be able to get the best overall revenue for those loads. Okay. And I would suggest we tackle these two next KPIs together and not only talk about them individually, but point out the differences because many people do get these confused when they start looking at what they want to go after, the load volumes and the capacity. Yeah. So load volume and tender rejections are going to somewhat move in conjunction. Not always, but there's definitely a correlation there. What we're seeing right now is load volume has somewhat stabilized. And interestingly enough, load volumes currently are actually higher now than what they were earlier in like 2018, 2019, before we got this huge boom as we came out of COVID and the demand just skyrocketed. You can draw a trend line from those prior years, those pre-COVID years to today. And there is a trajectory of growth. We just are way down from just the crazy numbers that we saw as we exited COVID and the demand just shot through the roof. So that is a good thing. And we're actually seeing some leveling or stability in the overall load volume. Obviously, we want to continue to see. Right. And one of the things we want to keep track of as well is the new for hire trucking companies that pop up in the market and also the net authority revocations, which are very closely dependent on where you want to go looking. Yeah. So these rates that we started talking about, they're all based on supply and demand. So mm -hmm. you can have load volume being the demand, and then you can have the capacity being the other side of that equation. So if there's too much capacity for a given load volume, then your rates are not going to change very much. So right now what we're seeing is the capacity is coming down, but it's not coming down enough to have that impact that we want to see. And when we talk about capacity, we talk about the net motor carriers in the market. Is that up or down? Well, the net motor carriers in the market right now is down and we're seeing it start to come down further, but that does not necessarily mean that the overall volume of trucks is going down. You have to look at the four higher trucking jobs to know if they're actually trucks coming out of the market, which is going to overall reduce the total capacity. So what we're seeing is a slight reduction in both, both the capacity of motor carriers, as well as the capacity of overall jobs in the market are coming down slightly, not enough that you're going to see drastic increases. So as long as that continues and we can keep load volumes stable, then we should start to see an overall increase in the rates. From there, it's important then to talk about, well, what are the load volumes going to do? If we're seeing this decrease in capacity, are the load volumes going to stay stable or are they going to start to decrease or increase? That's another point of discussion. 
Okay, and speaking of points of discussion, this one can last for a whole show if we had started with it, but let's talk about diesel prices a minute <laughs> because there's a lot of information, there's a lot of misinformation, there's a lot of stuff going on in the market, and it's important for people to understand where we are right now, really. Yeah, so diesel is coming down, but we're seeing it come down. A lot of that is due to the overall demands. A lot of it is also due to the production, right? So again, supply and demand. It'll be interesting to see what happens with fuel. We've got the government that's definitely going to impact that and continue to impact it, probably negatively, at least for the time being. And then you've got the demand side of it to see overall what's going to happen with the diesel prices. Like I said earlier on, diesel prices are at a 52-week low, which is a good thing. And then in terms of knowing where to buy fuel. If you have that choice, your typical states remain the higher priced areas for diesel. We got Maine, California, New York, Washington, and Pennsylvania are the top five. And then on the low side, you've got Iowa, which actually is a little bit of a surprise, a newer entrance to the low side of these numbers. But you got Iowa, Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, and Missouri that are the least expensive net fuel prices in the country right now. Right, which is why when I rode I-40 mostly, I made Oklahoma City a regular stop. I got to know that city quite well. <laughs> it was my favorite fuel stop from Nashville. Let's talk a little bit about load volume. It's down, but it is stabilizing. We're seeing that trend in this market. Yes. Yeah, so like I say, it is stable, but we're heading into the produce season and there are indications that the produce season is going to be light. It was light last year as well for different reasons. Last year, it was light because of the drought and talking specifically kind of about California. They were not able to get the volume of crops out of the fields that they wanted because they just couldn't grow them. Everything was drying up and not growing very well. This year, we've got the opposite problem with all the snow and the rain and the flooding that's happened out in California. Some of those fields are just completely underwater and the crops are underwater. They can't get people out into the fields to pick the produce. So we're going to see an impact on that. And that is definitely going to impact load volume. Whereas construction starts are on the upswing and will continue to be on the upswing as we head into the spring and summer months. That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to SiriusXM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the SiriusXM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making Driving Your Dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO Podcast. Now, before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team. Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. 
Also, through the TruckerCFO.com website, you can connect to the company through the Find a Time to Talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO Podcast. As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move. <laughs>